This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Kevin, I think he's done a fine job. And he and I came in together. He's a good man. Um, and he didn't deserve this, in my judgment. Do you, will you run for speaker? That's a decision for the conference. Derek Van Orden from Wisconsin, Austin Scott from Georgia, and a very dejected Jim Jordan out of Ohio. My initial reaction to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy being ousted yesterday. Uh, dejection. Disappointment. Hannah? Embarrassment. Marsh? Yeah, that was my line, for sure. Raven, ravenharrison.com. Your initial reaction? Elation. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> Why? Because this is what I've been saying for a long time about what it means for we, the people. We saw politicians get a warning shot across the bow of what happens when constituents are fed up with them running their own agendas and not handling the people's work. Plain and simple. They sent a clear message that it is we, the people, not we, the politicians. But isn't that what Matt Gates has been doing? We, the politician? No, what Matt Gates did was show that there is some accountability. He, they put these rules in, 15 votes to get the speaker. He was unpopular. He had moved into the speaker's uh, office before he had even been voted there. So how did Pelosi and Biden let that happen? They let him move in before he was even voted or put up on a ballot for speaker. And when it took 15 votes, he made certain deals. He said that we were going to start getting this this Congress running the way it's supposed to be running, getting legislation that we have time to read, legislation that is single bill instead of all these multi things tied in and people don't have a chance to read it and writers. And he agreed to all of this. And if people have been keeping track, Kevin McCarthy has not kept one single promise that he has made in coming in. We don't have a balanced budget. We don't have spending cuts. We don't have the January 6th case that he promised to release. We don't, you know, he, he ran through this thing with Biden and floated through the Ukraine spending. He said he wasn't going to support. Then he said vote on it. And then when it wasn't voted on, then he, he threw it in at the last minute anyway. So he has not done anything. He has accomplished nothing. Matt Gates, on the other hand, said he was going to do this. He said if he doesn't keep his word, if he doesn't do what he agreed to to get the speakership, we are going to vacate the chair. So as far as Matt Gates goes, 1-0 for keeping his word. But what about this? So I'm zooming out, looking at bigger picture. I just think it's such a bad time, bad timing for the Republican Party because we're a year removed from the big red wave that did not materialize. We're less than a year out from or about a year out from the most important election of our lifetime. You've got Trump and poll after poll for what polling is worth showing. He's starting to get some momentum on numerous polls. More than one poll says Trump could win. In my eyes, Raven, it's just it is bad timing for the Republican Party as a whole because this is uh, this is embarrassing. Well, I disagree. I think that's the narrative that the left puts out there. But what I think you're seeing, and I think that they're scared, too, as much as they want to, they don't want to admit it. But this is accountability. This is what we asked the Republican Party to do. We told them, stop rolling over. Stop jumping into bed with the Democrats. Stop going along with everything. Stand up for the party principles. Stand up for your constituents. And people have been pushing back. So when they actually do that, now they're calling him a traitor. They did the same thing when they held out on the speaker vote. But they, they said, hey, why don't Republicans stand up? And then yeah. 19 said, okay, we'll stand up and make a traitors. But you have eight Republicans that just voted with every single Democrat in the House. And when I hear these, uh, these people saying, well, you know, they've been siding with Democrats. Well, that's exactly what eight Republicans did yesterday. 
No, what you saw was politics being politics. What that showed is if you look at Kevin McCarthy's track record over the last 10 years, the majority of the time he sides with the Democrat. That was before he was speaker. That was before he was being required to. And he made these deals. He actually made deals that he did not keep. And everybody seems to be more angry at Matt Getz for calling him to task than they are with Kevin McCarthy for not keeping his word. But what you're seeing in that, the Democrats, why didn't they support Kevin McCarthy when he's been going along with pretty much everything they want? He's been going along with their everything because that's what the Democrats do. They banded together and they locked in step because they wanted the chaos and confusion, but change is uncomfortable. So I know how people are feeling, but this is what we ask them to do. We ask them to stand up for the people. And if you look at the polls, the people are thrilled about this. The people who are unhappy are the status quo politicians. The establishment is ticked off. So and for what people are saying is good. So for people good. in your camp who said this is a good thing, what's next? Who replaces McCarthy that, that changes the system? Well, see, this is this is the point. That's where we, the people, we set the warning shot across the bow and said, listen, this isn't going to get it. He's had nine months. He hasn't changed a single thing. So now they're going to need to pick somebody. They're going to need to get together and do the work they should have been doing and figure out who is going to move this forward. There is never a good time to make change. But when's a good time to get thirty three trillion dollars out of debt? When is a good time to hold a politician to task? Should we do it now? Should we wait till they're campaigning and they come for money and say, yeah, we were really close. But if they can't figure out how to get this, then they don't deserve the support of we the people. This is what politicians supposedly get elected to do is figure out how to get things done. And we have not gotten things done. So that's where I kind of stand on that. Of You know, is it wonderful to not have the speaker and have the party infighting? Of course not. But how has the kumbaya been working? Uh, and the timing when? I would say in 2024, <clears throat> after we have a big red wave and after we have Trump as uh, uh, president. So how are we going to have a big red wave if nothing changes? If we keep flooding money to Ukraine, the border's still open, the Republicans are not standing, and we can't get inflation down because the Democrats refuse to, to quit spending. So how do we get to 24 in a big red wave if we allow the status quo and, and keep getting steamrolled by these policies that are destroying our economies on life support? And the is wide open. Ken says, can't do it. bravo, Raven. And Darren says, thanks, Raven, for pointing out all the facts about McCarthy. So, Raven, I think a lot of folks are in your camp and, and wanted uh, wanted this to happen and said it's, t- you know, it's past time to just stand up and do something. Our guest this I'm morning. People, too. We got to We got to do better. And the way it starts is with us, guys. And that's how we make the change. We're not going to heal in the same environment that made us sick. The politicians who created this problem are not going to be the ones to fix it. We are. Raven Harrison, RavenHarrison.com, on fire this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Raven, if it was up to you, who would you like to see as the next speaker? Maybe the other part of that question is, who do you think may be the next speaker? Oh, if it was up to me, it would be Trump all day and twice on Sunday. (laughs) But if I had to take another one, my money would be on Byron Daniels. He's the one so far, besides Matt Getz, who's shown that they're going to stand up and they're going to stay the course. That would be the change I would like to see. It would also drive the left crazy because it would be a narrative destroyer. But 
that he's shown to be a fiscal responsibility. He has a, he has a, a, a financial background, and that's what we really need is people to get some common sense back in here who are actually listening to their constituents. All right, Raven Harrison is joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, so besides being on fire and being in favor of what Matt, <laughs> what Matt Gates, uh did, what else, what's, uh, what else is on your mind this morning? Let me ask you this as a parent, because one of the things we're trying to focus on a little bit here, one of the things that's really yes. important, you know, these things, am I going to make mortgage at the end of the month? Can I afford the next tank of, uh, uh, of gas? And we're going to yeah. highlight a couple of things that are important, like as it relates to kids. Kids always remind me, man, this is what's important to life. You're a mom, you're you're a wife, you do all this stuff. Like, what's the biggest thing personally on your brain this morning? Well, what it is, is just reminding ourselves why we are doing this. We got to take our egos out. We got to take our our pride out of this because pride always comes before the fall. But what we, I, I tell people is my priority is making sure my kids, when these things are happening, they're in homeschool now, but this is my opportunity. This is not public school at home. This is homeschool, which is, this is the time when we have so little time to impart our values, our, our structure, our financial sense, our common sense on our kids. So we were really taking that opportunity now. We traveled, we just got back. We went to Salt and Light, North Carolina. We spoke with Alveda King, and my daughter's like, her last name is King. I said, yeah, that one. <laughs> She's the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and we were on stage with her. What an honor, but talking to the people who were in the 50s in segregation, and my kids are getting living history, and there's nothing that competes with that, with this opportunity to really show them the America they're fighting for. Travel, love it, you know, meet people, shake people's hands. You know, get out there in the dirt with the rural farmers and really learn, you know, that you're fighting for every blade of grass. This is your country we're fighting for. So when we're done, they're going to have to pick up the mantle. Uh, I want to highlight this audio because uh, you had serious news stories this morning, but we were talking about kids. And you just mentioned Martin Luther King. So I'll, I'll do this audio. This is a little kid, and Stephanie knows she's got three young kids. I've got three grandkids. Uh, kids say the darndest things can make us smile sometimes, but it's this mom. She's asking her daughter what she learned about at school. She's trying to say, Raven, she's trying to say Martin Luther King. Her response here is priceless. What about in school? Martha Luther King Jr. Martha Luther King Jr. What'd he do? He died for a sins. No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cute. And that's the point to make us laugh and smile. Got to tell you, you are getting yes. a lot of support via text this morning, 874-9390. I think one of them that's Thank very you. telling, listener Paul says, I'm with Raven. I didn't want this to happen, but I am glad it did. I'm stepping back. Amen. Yeah, and I'm looking at bigger picture, and it just uh, it, it's just concerning to me on a, on a bigger picture. And I hope, I hope, Raven... Uh, that you are right. This is one of those situations where, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it, I hope we have a, a big red wave in 2024. I hope this uh, doesn't, and as, and actually there's a very good text from uh, another listener who's saying, you know, parties, parties, not about parties. Listener Dale says, I'm so tired of hearing the Republican Party this, the Republican Party that. Stop Thank the you. whole dang party stuff. And I appreciate that because that's one of the things that I've said before. You know, I'm uh, independent, libertarian, conservative, whatever you want to call it. I subscribe to a lot of those things. But uh, and he's saying he says this is not an attack on you guys, but it's about the parties. Dale, thank you for your text. Raven Harrison, please go check out her website, man. She's on fire here every week on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And you should see some of the stuff she is doing on her uh, website. Raven, always fun hanging out with you.
I love you guys. Thanks so much. All right, we love you too. Coming up a few minutes from now, we are going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah? Girl Scout cookie news. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. It's 725. Time for What's Hot with Hannah? Now, we're in a pumpkin spice season, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but Girl Scout cookie season is on the horizon. It officially gets started in January, but there's actually two different trending stories this morning out about Girl Scout cookies. And some people get really, really serious about their Girl Scout cookies. They get serious about speakers of the house and Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to unify the country, let's just talk about Girl Scout cookies. Now, do you remember last year they released a new Girl Scout cookie that was supposed to be like a cousin to the Thin Mint, but it was raspberry flavored. And folks were buying these new cookies and they sold them out, and then they were selling them on eBay for, like, hundreds of dollars for one box of these Raspberry Rally cookies. Well, Girl Scouts organization said, mm, maybe we shouldn't do that again. And after just one season, they, they discontinued that cookie. So no more scalping Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah, they, they said the flavor was extremely popular, but we're taking a pause this season. To prioritize supplying our classic favorites. And they're doing that, then prioritizing that, because they're having to raise the price of their cookies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. <laughs> they're, they were already like $7, and there's only like, there's like 12 cookies in the box. I mean, really? Well, so, you know, not to sound like a boomer, but back in my day... They were two fifty. Yes. They used to be like 2 3 bucks. And now this season they're going to be six dollars. No, for way. a small box of cookies. Bidenomics. Yeah, shrinkflation or something like that. Do they? Is it still a thing where uh, people come into the office and they have that sheet of paper and they're like, "Hey, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies from my daughter?" Or, uh, or is it just all they're hanging out in front of WalMarts and places like that? Do they still? Which that's the worst because. When people are camped out in front of the entrance to the grocery store, you have to do the whole avoid eye contact game. Horse blinders. Yeah, because I'm awkward and I don't want to tell somebody no. But it's even worse when it's little kids because then you feel like a you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Or when people, man, Marsh, you ever seen this in front of the grocery store? You walk in and somebody's got a box of puppies there. Now, with the exception of Stephanie, who's not a... <laughs> and they're care. feeding them Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and, they're feeding, and they're like, and it's, and then they, they get a little eight-year-old kid, and they got the box of, uh, cook, not cookies, they got the box of puppies, and they're like, hey, do you want to adopt this cute little puppy? And the, the puppy's crying? Puppy, and they're all trying to get out of the box, and it tugs at your heartstrings, and and you say, no, kid, I hate dogs, so no thank you. I appreciate what you, I mean, that's not what I would say. That's what Steph would tell him. <laughs> yeah, certain, certain members of the show. So do they still, is it still a thing where people, you take around the sheet of paper and order cookies? Because I remember that thing, that's... Go check the break room if you want to know the answer to that one real quick. <laughs> I was going to say, the past couple years here at Zimmer, I don't know if I've seen an order form for Girl Scout cookies. Um, because it's almost, it's like that. You know, like you said, you're walking in front of the store and you got a little kids trying to sell you cookies. And like Hannah says, you got to avoid eye contact and you don't want to tell them no. But when it's somebody that's in your social circle every day from nine to five and you're in the break room and Alice from accounting comes up and says, hey, my daughter is selling some Girl Scout cookies. Do you want to buy some? Oh, uh, that's also a hard time to say. No, thanks, Alice. 
I'm good. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. It was respectable nepotism. Because the kid went to Duke, his grandma gave him 250 He could have been like, I'm not doing anything. But his dad said, nope, you start from the bottom. So that's, that's what I also teach my kids. And I also have to teach them, we're not rich. I'm rich. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Every time I hear that, John, it makes me laugh and it makes me go right on. He's absolutely right. We're not rich. I'm rich. And I bring that up because John's favorite rock band in the world is the Rolling Stones, right? Pretty much. Uh, uh, Mick Jagger was asked why he wouldn't uh, uh, sell his music catalog. So we're not going to sell the Rolling Stones mu- uh, music catalog. And he was asked why. He says, because my kids don't need a half a billion dollars. What am I going to do with this money? He says, I creatively own that. Why would I sell it for money? What am I going to do? Leave it to my kids? And it got me to wondering. So I grew up in a house. Um, our grandfather, who had a lot of money, he had told us for years prior prior to him ever dying, even well before he was ever close to death, he was always, and it wasn't like, hey, gather around the table, I got some bad news for you. It was just always understood, whatever I have left when I'm done, it ain't going to you guys. He says, there's some things I want to give it to. I want to give it to some Missouri causes. I want to give it to some charities. Uh, and I feel like I kind of grew up in the minority because I hang out with a lot of folks. And it's just expected when mom and dad or whoever dies, you get that family money. And I didn't grow up that way. And I ain't expect. It'd be nice, Dad, if you happen to be listening. You probably won't be listening until 9 o'clock when the Gary Nolan Show comes on, which is going to be uh, Dave Roland is hosting uh, today. So Dad's probably not listening online right now anyway. Well, and people are, are they're living longer, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, by the, t- you know, and that's that's great. You know, I, I'm very fortunate that I have both of my parents living mm-hmm. right now, you know. But, I, you know, obviously, I wasn't, like, sitting around waiting for some lump sum. And I hope, mm-hmm. you know, I don't expect them ever to give me any money right and she's 90 years old now i mean and i I, you know and i don't think i i you know i don't know their personal business my grandparents um died when i was really young i don't think they inherited a lot of money if they did they're hiding it somewhere from me um but you know and so but i i will when i went and met with our uh a lawyer to put together our trust and our estate and do our work they said well at what i remember he looked at us he goes well at what point do you want your what age do you want your kids to get the lump sum (laughs) and i was like lump sum i'm like I, you know i was still facing stu- i'm like i'm still in the negative bro like i i still have student loans i have a mortgage like there's no lump sum and he's like well you know ev- you know let's think long term eventually if there was any money left you know what age does the kid get it when they're 18 that answer is no um do they get it when they're 25 is there some sort of stipulation and then you get into like the the conversation we're all wrestling now like what's the value of a college degree because i think before in a lot of these documents it was like okay the kid has to graduate from college and they maybe get a bonus or they get this and i'm like i don't know that i want to put that i don't know that by the time we get there that i wouldn't want my kid to just go into trade school or be a chef or like do something you know i don't think a college degree and I would have to go back and read exactly, but it was a it was a in depth long conversation about okay if there is any money, which I don't I don't expect there to be much. Uh-huh. Um, uh, when I was chatting with an attorney, it had been several years ago, and saying okay, you know, when you die, this this and that, and he's like, what do you want to go to your kid? And I'm like, you mean like material stuff or any money? Because I got neither one really. I mean, what uh, I got nothing. Yeah. And, and I think, too, I mean, and then I think what Shaq was saying is like and I heard I heard a woman recently and she had quoted Shaq and she was like, my kids asked me, are we rich? And they're like, well, dad and I are doing pretty well, but you're broke. Um, and I think, you know, how do you parent, you know, how do you parent through that? Um, if you do, you know, if you are in a position where you can share at what point, you know, I have this conversation regularly with some of my peers and people in my circles. At what point do you cut off your 
your kids um, and stop supporting them, even though you know, <laughs> Hannah, Sorry. Um, even though you know you can, at what point are you doing them a disservice by paying for stuff and not teaching them to be independent? I, I mean, I have, and I, you know, I, it's, it's like me, but like talking about people before they have kids, because my kids aren't there yet. And so, you know, I'm saying you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't, you know, but I'm not the mom who has the 17 year old or the 22 year old who's like, but mom, I need help. So <laughs> 23, whatever. But you know, and, and my parents did, you know, they, they helped support me through undergrad. Um, once I got to law school and once I certainly once I was married, they were like, all right, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. But, um, I was fortunate in that way. And I haven't had to face that question. And I might, I might eat my words later, but I, I, I think it's, I, it's not eating your words. It's evolving. <laughs> it's evolving. We get more information as happens from time to time it's, here on wake up mid Missouri with Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth on brand. And we evolve. It's Wait. a struggle. I mean, you want to teach your kids, but at the same time, you never want them to go without. And so I don't know. I, yeah, it's a hard, hard choice. I did finally get my own netflix account congratulations i may or may not have only done that because i got booted off of the other one but yeah we got booted off the one we were on too oh are they cracking down oh big oh time. yeah really you have to set your home wi-fi like home base basically and so when we would try to sign into netflix from our house in california which is you know, far away from my parents' Wi-Fi network in Centralia, uh, we would get this lovely message that says, hmm, looks like you're not on the home's Wi-Fi network. Are you traveling or is this uh, is this not your account? So like 120 today, if you're at home watching Netflix and all of a sudden you're trying to get on and, and it's, a, it's a hacked account or a shared account, which you aren't supposed to be doing anymore. I guess Netflix doesn't like theft. Uh, and you hear or whatever you're going to think, uh-oh. Theft is a strong word. They caught you. <laughs> they caught me. Uh, one twenty. what's happening this afternoon, One twenty. our time, Marsh? No, they're doing the national dual tests of our alert systems, FEMA and the FCC. Basically, it happens about one we We'll sound the, uh, the tones here on the radio station, and your smart device will go off as well. But really, keep an eye on the weather, obviously. But uh, you really don't have to do anything. Uh, 810 this morning, one of the things we'll look at. There's a group of folks that are being encouraged to turn off their cell phones prior to this. And it's kind of interesting. Um, it, the group say, hey, you know, turn your phone off. Yeah, folks who might have a phone that other folks don't know about. So specifically people who are in maybe a domestic uh, violence situation. Um, sometimes you'll have a phone. And what they're saying is what you need to know is even if you put your phone on do not disturb or you have it on one of the silent modes, this thing will still go off. The only way to ensure that the alarm doesn't go off and that this other phone doesn't ring is you have to turn it off. Have you seen all of the uh, tinfoil hat conspiracies? Yes. On Twitter? I don't understand. I mean, I saw what are they saying that it actually does? I'd, I haven't seen anybody specifically say what they think is going on, but a lot of people are like, this is an invasion of privacy by the government. Like, why do they need to test all of our devices? They're up to something. Well, I'm one of those guys. Like, I won't. I don't have an Amazon. I don't buy stuff online because I'm a cranky old dude, and I don't want to put my banking information online. You the just make other people do it for you from their accounts. And... Uh, and, and I think about this when people would say, well, I don't want the government to know for if the big thing was. I don't want the government to know where I live. And I said, well, do you get mail at your house? <laughs> yeah. Government knows where you live. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 874-9390. <laughs> Did you see Tiffany's text? <laughs> she texted us at 874-9390. She said, 
I heard the alert is supposed to mess with the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, and it's going to take down 5G, too. Let's get the trifecta there. But I do think, I mean, it does, doesn't, okay, but in fairness, doesn't it freak you out a little bit that the government basically has control over your cell phone? I mean, honest, that they can make your cell phone sound even when you've chosen do not disturb or silent or whatever else that they can simultaneously. I mean, think about it. During COVID, if they just wanted to, like, turn your phone off i don't i mean i don't know other i mean well, they can track you on it well yeah and, and then you think you know the push to again the push to electric cars if all of our cars were controlled by computers then what what access does the government i mean i don't want to get so and here's the thing it no, freaks Steph, me out i'm on board with you because look at uh biden administration yesterday i think another court ruling it's saying um hey listen as it relates to the federal government um, trying to clamp down on free speech on social media. Let's remember the big ruling on 4th of July uh, and a federal appeals court has expanded limits on the Biden administration in a First Amendment case. So I get frustrated when, when Biden says Trump is a threat to democracy. Freedom of speech, Mr. Biden, that is a threat to uh, democracy. I guess it doesn't wig me out that much because, I mean, using radio as the example, the government, the federal government regulates things like our radio towers and our radio signals and things like that. So Content. To, yeah. So to me, it's like, I don't know, Big Brother is always there. <laughs> it doesn't bother me, I guess. Maybe it's maybe it's my age. Big Brother is always there knocking at the door saying, we're Big Brother. We're from the government. We're here to help you. Uh, that's what they do. 874-9390. 874-9390. And I also feel like it is important to test these alert systems because... If something catastrophic were to happen, like the government needs to know that they can send out this mass alert if it's needed. I mean, hopefully it's not ever needed, but if it is, it's good to know that it works. Uh, it's like when they test it. And I think today is what, first Wednesday of the month? Then I think there's another, uh, the tornado uh, sirens tested. And oh. I don't know if that's statewide. I think that's usually on Thursdays. Thursdays. Uh, and as long as they're not like this. This has been a We have that in downtown Jefferson City, although they added like fun little bells to the front just recently. There's like a little song that plays and then it gets the creepy Hunger Games voice. Yes, it's a it's a Winchester, Westminster chimes is what it is on when they test it, which is a little different. So I lived in Jefferson City for about a year and I was still in college at Mizzou. And I remember I was finishing up my last ever college final at my apartment in Jefferson City. And the tornado sirens started going off. And I'm terrified of storms. I'm a little chicken. I turn into a little toddler when I hear thunder. Like, oh, my God, the the sky's falling. So I'm scared. I'm trying to finish up this final before my deadline. And the sirens start going off. So I'm hunkered down in my half bath with no windows trying to, you know, get my final turned in. And then I find out later we were never under a tornado watch or warning. It was for severe weather alerts. And I guess that's a Jefferson City thing, John? Well, they'll they'll sound the sirens when there's, you know, dangerous, severe thunderstorms that aren't technically at the stage of a tornado. But that's what the, yeah, I think there's there's probably misconception about that a little bit, no matter where you are 
on the uh, on the siren warnings, but they will sound them for severe weather as opposed to a tornado. I was sitting there stressing myself out, hunkered down for this tornado coming, and turns out it was just some hail. <laughs> uh, Raven Harrison joined us on the show earlier this morning. Her take on the McCarthy Gates thing. Uh, she was on uh, on fire about that. Eli Drinkwitz uh, yesterday. Uh, apparently telling folks, hey, we've got a sold-out game against a ranked SEC opponent Saturday. Come to the stadium early. Don't be there at 11. Get there early. Get there 10, 30, 10 o'clock. Raise some heck. I kind of liked it. Eli Drinkwitz was on uh, on fire. And you should join us. So two hours prior to the kickoff, 11 a.m. kickoff. Starting at 9 o'clock, we are doing uh, the biggest Iger tailgate party there <clears throat> is in all of Missouri. Buffalo Wild Wings, we are giving you free Bud Light. High noon. Uh Hyvee, Echo Water Systems, Twain Barbecue and Tap Room, all helping us out. Here's all you need to do. You can go to places like uh, Club Car Wash in Columbia. You can go to Vaughn Pools and Spas, Jeff City, also Club Car Wash in Boonville. You ask for some passes. They will give them to you. They are free. They'll give you up to four, and I think those are going to be out today. Coming up a few minutes from now, that would be all except for this. What do you have, John? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Take down 248, S&P 500 down 59. Hopefully a better day than yesterday. As a matter of fact, Stephanie Bell is going to be looking at futures coming up at 825 in the Morning Bell. Business news with a little twist. I am learning from the Wall Street Journal about a new retirement haven or maybe an old one. And that would be all, except for this. Aren't the only critters who suffer from substance abuse issues? Horses, you know, summertime, they'll eat the gypsum weed out of the field. They say elephants get drunk on overripe fruit, and bighorn sheep love narcotic lichen. Monkeys attraction to ethanol containing sugary fruits may say something about our attraction for alcohol. <laughs> Dolphins, the latest ones, using their ingenuity in the pursuit of getting high. Young dolphins, while they were being filmed in a documentary, were seen manipulating a puffer fish, which, if provoked, releases a nerve toxin. And it turns out the dolphins appeared to work out how much to make the fish release. So they chew on the puffer fish, and they pass it back and forth, and then they enter what the documentary producer called a trance-like state. He said after the puffer fish was chewed on and passed around they began acting most peculiarly hanging around with their noses at the surface you know, fascinated by their own reflection and he compared it to people a while back who were licking toads to get a buzz so the the deal was they they filmed the <laughs> the dolphins doing this and they hid the camera in fish squid and fake turtles so get high on the sushi and they didn't say if the dolphins got their car carjacked or not, but now you know the rest of that story. Uh, they passed <laughs> the dolphins, passed around the... Ear, ear. That poor puffer fish. <laughs> uh, the ref... Don't bogart that puffer fish, my friend. Don't bogart the fish. Uh, the, the puffer fish. Uh, so the reference to Henry Cuellar, he's a Democrat congressman, got carjacked in Washington, D.C. Uh, the other day, and he was telling a story on Fox News. Two, two interesting things about that. Number one, he talks about, and we just covered this on the show yesterday, 735, how to not get carjacked. But he talks about the quickness with which it happened. The dude's just getting out of his car. And he says, just like that, three dudes run up on him. He's got one to his left, one to his right. And he's got a grocery bag of stuff or whatever. And he's got a dude behind him. Two of them have guns pointed at him said, give me the keys. He's like, it was just that quick. But the thing that upset Mr. Quayar the most. But what really got me upset 
is that they stole my sushi. That's what got me upset, uh, Jose. So I thought that was just kind of an interesting. Uh, <laughs> and keeping it real, man. Keeping it in. Uh, keeping it in perspective. Coming up a little bit after 8 o'clock here on the show. By the way, we were talking about the Big Mizzou football game, LSU, this Saturday. I'm loving Eli Drinkwitz's uh, attitude on this. He's encouraging. It's a sold-out game. So after you leave our Tiger tailgate, you can go to our websites, 939theeagle.com, kwos.com. You can get free passes Tiger tailgate. You go to the website, and there you can see all the locations all across mid-Missouri where you can pick these things up. Uh, but I'm just digging Eli's uh, attitude. He's like, show up early, raise heck. Be loud. Be rambunctious. That will help our players. And Brady Cook, by the way, does he need any help right now? Didn't he He just set somewhere like SEC record or something, Hannah? Yeah, for the most completed passes without having thrown an interception. Yeah.